Like oh, I've had so many doctors ghost. You me. got ghosted by a doctor? Yes. Yes. What is I, yeah, I was they're genuinely Welcome to the Living Wild Podcast. You're here to talk about real foods, real ingredients, and you're going to talk about it with real people. Your hosts, Marcy and Jamie, take it away. Hey, hey, guys. What is going on? Welcome back to the Living Wild Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jamie, from the Wild Foods team. I work alongside my brother, Colin, and help manage all things social marketing content and wild relationships. My background is in figure skating with 20 years of experience. Health and wellness is my number one priority in this life, and I hope to share my journey with you all, but to also shed light on all the wrong things in the food industry. Today, we have a very special guest. Please welcome Christina Rice with Christina Rice Wellness to the show. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Very, very good. And we've also got Brent in whoa, replace. Whoa, whoa. No, no, no. I, I am Marcy. I am a host. <laughs> and I live in a world filled with delicious food, fluffy body pillows and unicorns. Yep, that's or, exactly what Marcy says. Yeah, that's her tagline. Well, hello, Marcy. met her here. Like. Yeah, you would have loved Marcy. <laughs> she is so great. Well, again, thank you for coming to the show. Thanks for inviting me. I'm honored. Absolutely. I wasn't fortunate enough to meet you at Paleo FX this weekend, but everyone else was. How was this weekend, guys? I thought it was great. What did you think? No, Paleo FX was awesome. And we were there at the Wild Foods booth and we're, we're serving up drinks. You're asking us, like, what's this thing? What's this thing? I don't know how it happened, but you told somebody you had a podcast yourself. Yeah. And I'm incredible. like, everybody says that, but yeah. some people you can tell if they're serious and some people they might not be. So yeah. I, I just I'm asked serious. you a couple questions. I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow. No, you really have a podcast. I really have a podcast <laughs> over three years now. I also hosted another podcast for about a year called Straight Up Paleo. Cool. My podcast now is it's Wellness Realness. So that's one I've been doing solo for. Actually, it started off. I had three. There's three of us. I had two co-hosts. Then it dwindled down. Yeah. yeah that'll happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it started off just being about, I mean, now it's really about health and wellness, nutrition, fitness. But it started off just being about college life. It was called Actually Adultish to start off with. Mm-hmm. And then over time, like I rebranded, changed the focus, and then it became yeah. just me. Was it because you realized you were not very adultish or because you realized you were more adult than ish? I was more adult than ish. Okay, <laughs> mine, mine went the other way. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I love podcasting. It gives you an excuse to talk to people. Right. About and dig deep into their lives. And oh, totally. Skip the small talk. So I like it. Yeah. Awesome. So what is your current podcast about then? Wellness Realness is just about all things health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So I cover nutrition, fitness, spirituality, mental health, digestion, hormones, like strong emphasis on women's health for sure. Love um, that. But I just try and cover everything. I'm going to have to dive into some of those for sure. Yeah, you, I, think you'll, I think you'll like it. I think Absolutely. you'll enjoy it. I can tell. You have a good energy. Thanks. Thanks. I try to keep it going, you know, all thanks to um, Wild Foods. <laughs> is that where I'm supposed to put in an ad? <laughs> that is the... Make sure you go over to Wild Foods. <laughs> That's the plug. Dotco. Nah, we'll, we'll skip the ad part for now. Uh, we, we This whole podcast, we know this is related to Wild Foods. So what is your, you listed off a bunch of different pieces of that podcast. What's your favorite one? If you had to pick. I mean, I know it's like picking your favorite child. I but. mean, I like just hearing people's health stories, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
because everybody has a story and everybody's interesting and I love figuring out what's interesting about somebody. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's my favorite part, you know, so we cover everything about health and wellness, but there's so many people talking about different pieces of health and nutrition, fitness, all that. But what's really interesting to me is getting to know like humans and what makes them tick and why yeah. they are the way they are. Like that psychology piece is honestly my favorite. So getting to know people, I think. And there's something to be said about that. It's super powerful. If we're here doing what you would be doing and we're trying to get to know you in particular, what's the kind of the biggest piece of your story that is the most interesting part? The most interesting part. Okay. So basically, I think where people find me super interesting is so when I was in college, I got really sick. No doctors really could help me. I had always struggled with digestive issues my whole life. It got pretty bad in college and I had some trigger episode, which I now believe to be a parasitic infection that triggered it. But I lost, oh man, I was like 120 and I got down to 73 pounds in about three or four months because my body stopped digesting food. And I was, I mean, I was living in LA, I was in college and I was seeing all the top doctors. Um, I was seeing tons of different specialists. I spent all my savings trying to get to the bottom of it and just no one could help me. No one believed me. They were just telling me I'm anorexic. It was a really hard time. I had to drop out of school for a bit and had to dig myself out of it. And that's how I found paleo you know I'd go into all the doctors and bring my files with all my health history and all these research I found and all this you know it's really hard to convince them that real food is the answer when there's not only that many studies behind it and I was just very convinced that I had intestinal permeability and I needed to heal my gut and they're just sitting there saying you need to eat more food and I'm working with multiple nutritionists I'm eating 10,000 calories a day and I'm losing weight I didn't I felt very out of control of my body I felt helpless I was losing all the relationships in my life it was very scary and so I kind of had to just say screw you to all the doctors Mm -hmm. and eventually just do what what I thought I needed to do Mm -hmm. heal my gut I switched over to completely paleo filled my gut supplemented my way into finally being able to start gaining weight since then was just this journey of figuring out kind of what went on and healing my gut um I like over it's been a journey in the last three years like I found out like I had three parasites and you know I've gotten SIBO multiple times I had three different rounds of candida one of which lasted over a year mm-hmm. um what really is the main cause was I had mold toxicity and heavy metals just kind of all sorts of things hypothyroid and I I had dealt with for most of my life really bad anxiety and depression but through mm-hmm. this process got rid of that which is crazy but I just think through that whole experience that's why I'm so passionate about this like the the power of food and I mean I almost died because I was so skinny like I really thought I was gonna die and that's what they were telling me like you know you're 20 years old and these doctors are telling you like I can't do anything for you it's really scary that that this is what they're saying and And people are relying on their advice Mm -hmm. it made me very upset especially you know I'd go and how many doctors told me that SIBO small intestinal bacterial overgrowth doesn't exist how many hmm. people like, and I would go in there and I say, I need you to test me for this. Like, and they wouldn't. Yeah. How did you end up getting tested by a natural, um, natural doctor? No, actually I finally found a GI who was, he goes, I'll test you for it. It was this big deal to test for really? it. And I didn't at the time, you know, now I know all about this stuff, but at yeah. the time I was learning as I was going and of course. I did, he made it seem like to get a SIBO test was I don't even know, like this huge deal. So finally I convinced him after like four months of working with him to to give me one, I go to USC and it's this big deal. And they're like, it's negative. Well, here's all the research on false negatives. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, and so, and so he still gave me the, an, it, he gave me antibiotics and I started to notice something changed. But so I finally got that test. I wanted to do it again. 
and he just ghosted me. Like oh, I've had so many doctors Wait, ghost. You me. got ghosted by a doctor? Yes. Yes. What? Is I, yeah, I was. They're genuinely calling. terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was an intense patient, honestly, because I was so desperate, and I'm not the type of person that. And I learned through that experience, I can't go in here and be like, help me. I had to be like, you need to test me for these things. Yeah, these you had to the be assertive. These are the things that I think are wrong. Like, I had to do my own research and bring it to them. And so a lot of doctors are threatened by that, especially, yeah. you know, and like, I wasn't fully into the, I hadn't, I hadn't worked with a functional medicine doctor yet. Mm-hmm. I had been working with more holistic nutritionists. I, it was a mixture of Western medicine and alternative paths. And then uh, finally I reached a weight where I was like functioning as a person. Mm-hmm. I lost a lot of cognitive body function when I, when I was so thin. And so I, I went back to school and then when I went back to school, I started interning for blogger in LA. Are you familiar with Jordan Younger from the Balanced Blonde? I've heard of the Balanced Blonde. Yeah. So Jordan, that's her website, thebalancedblonde.com. She's a health and wellness blogger. And she wrote a book called Breaking Vegan um, that I read during recovery. Sorry. Calm Um, down the dog. I read during recovery that really resonated with me. And I just loved her message. And so I was like, hey, I want to intern for you. So I started interning for her. And she introduced me to her functional medicine doctor. Cool. And then I started working with him. And he was the first person I sat down with. I told him everything. And he was like, he just validated me. He's like, of course you have SIBO. He's like, we're going to retest you. We're going to give you a stool test. We're going to all these things. And I was right about everything I thought I had. Really? But it was just. Pretty vindicating. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, of course you should be on like a paleo diet, like, like X, Y, and Z. Of course you'd be taking these supplements, all these things that all these other doctors and practitioners had told me I was crazy. And that was kind of, after that, I was more in the world and found all these other people who, in this world, who like got me and understood me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is where it's at. And I just became really passionate about kind of sharing what happened to me with other people and helping other people get through the same thing because I felt so lonely. Yeah, absolutely. And during that time, you know, I had started my blog. I was kind of sharing through that and found this whole community of people who have very similar story. And, you know, I'm going Mm -hmm. through it feeling like, does this happen to anyone else? Like, I was like, am I crazy? Like, what's going on? And all my doctors are acting like I'm crazy. They've never seen this before. And then I enter this, the paleo space, and I'm like, there are so many people who have gone through the same thing. So true. You know, so that's kind of, like, what made me so passionate about, like, what I do now and working with people and helping people and, like, now the podcast. Yeah, so... I've heard that story so many times about somebody who's trying to get their doctor to actually look at a new way to look at things and try to think about it from the doctor's perspective. Sometimes I'm like, how annoying must it be if you're a doctor and somebody comes in and they're like, yeah, I've got cancer and they have like a cold because they Googled something and they decided their symptoms were Mm -hmm. what that was. Right. At the same time, they don't know how to differentiate between somebody who's actually done informed research based on what they've done and gone in and be like, no, I believe this is what I have for these factual reasons. Mm -hmm. And this is why I don't think it's these 10 things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you run into doctors that just, they get so 95% of the people that come in with their research Mm -hmm. went on WebMD and again, thought they had something that they didn't have. So they dismiss the 5% of people that are like, no, I I think you're wrong. Who actually pay attention. My mom was the same way. And record it and all that. She had multiple sclerosis and it took like six doctors to diagnose her with that, which really shortened her lifespan because she passed away a few years ago. Uh, If we had caught it earlier, we would have been in a better spot, but they kept kept telling her it's stress. You need to be less stressed, you know. How do they test for that one? Multiple sclerosis is a little bit weird. You have to test for what it's not (laughs) and then figure out until you see the brain lesions, you're in a, a weird spot. The end result is doctors need to keep learning. Mm -hmm. They need to stop thinking that they are God's gift to Mm -hmm. the world sometimes and realize 
I understand that when I graduated medical school 20 years ago, that this was the prevailing thought. Mm-hmm. Maybe, just maybe, I need to learn more about why mm-hmm. this other thing might be true. Mm-hmm. And they may eliminate some things. They may come up and they may say, like, no, I, I think vaccinations are good. I can't believe that this research is coming out that they're bad or whatever. They need to at least look into it and understand both sides of that yeah. argument before they keep telling people the same thing. I do think that we are lucky enough to at least have a lot of doctors that are that are in that space now. They acknowledge the fact that there's a lot more to it than what we learned. People like Dr. Saladino mm-hmm. is a perfect example, or Rhonda Patrick. There's a lot of doctors in this space who do value food and put that first. I believe that it's a ripple effect, and a lot of other doctors are going to catch on, but it takes time. I don't know if you follow Saladino or any of... I know who he is. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting perspective. I don't know much about... I just know who he is. He's just the carnivore doctor. Okay. It's just really interesting to hear the profound kind of truths from his view. It makes you like question everything. That's what it did to me at least. Well, I mean, I just always thought, you know, at the time I resented all these doctors. I stepped back and I thought, you know what? I understand. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand why many of them have a chip on their shoulder. You spend all this money and all this time studying everything. You work your ass off, long hours, you're in so much debt, and you're done with school finally. You're starting your practice, and here someone comes in and is like... This 73-pound little girl, what is going on? And here is, for example, with the SIBO example, like here I am being like, I have SIBO. I didn't learn that in medical school, so this doesn't fit in my box. So I'm going to say... No, it's like, unfortunate. you're right. 20. Like I have been studying for 15 years. Mm. You know, like I know, like I can see how the natural resistance, right? That's like human defense mechanism, like common. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand where it comes from. It's just really hard because they do need to keep studying and learning and not just learn what they're taught in school. I think so many of them just don't have the time. They're tired. I don't think that should be an excuse, but it, I get it. Mm-hmm. We're all only human. Yeah, and, and they're really there. They're treating mm-hmm. illnesses, yeah, you know, that's and that's, yeah. that's what they specialize in. But there's a lot more beyond that. Yeah. Again, I think that because of social media, we are now seeing a change on that whole level, which yeah. is really nice to see the whole real food movement. You know, whether it's keto or paleo or whatever, the notion of eating real food and changing your habits of eating out all the time or eating processed foods or not cooking your food, which is what we kind of stand on here at wild foods yeah i think it comes back to this bigger (laughs) i forget who it was this weekend who said you know the medical system isn't set up to promote healing it's set up to bill you and prescribe something to you Uh, doctors aren't aware of that food can heal or how much of it is how scary would it be for the pharmaceutical industry and medical industry if everyone knew that food could heal so many people like that's really scary to Mm -hmm. people because food is really powerful. I know for me, I was like, it's really as simple. For example, for me, you know, I'm underweight and they're like, you can't restrict your diet more. Right. Of course. And I'm like, what you see as restricting my diet is like freedom for me. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's healing my gut, you know, and it wasn't like for me, I didn't even make a huge shift. Like I was eating pretty clean. Really? But what I took out, like I was eating basically paleo. The only things that I, I weren't eating that were paleo or that I was eating that weren't paleo were lentils and some rice mm-hmm. and some oatmeal. 
Which is not terrible. Yeah, you not know? terrible. You're not right? eating, like, pizza and McDonald's. Yeah, I was eating very clean. I was eating, like, very much like a, like a bodybuilder. Like, that's where I yeah. got how I started getting into health and fitness. Uh, didn't yeah. we all do yeah. that yeah, <laughs> initially? Like bodybuilding.com was, like, where I learned what That's where Colin got is. all his info yeah. when you, before he started wild You food. start yeah. and you realize you feel like crap because you don't use any fat. And you're like, right. what am I doing? But at least it got me into, like, vegetables. And yeah, like it's a stepping stone. Protein, yeah. And I was like, just let me take these things out. And it, it was such a push to get there because here I am withering away. And they're like, we can't, you can't lose any weight. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm eating so much and I'm still losing weight. So at this point, I have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Within a couple of weeks of taking those out, I'm finally like moving Feeling better, I'm putting on weight slowly but surely. That's pretty crazy. It is. Gosh, it's so amazing what the human body can do. Yeah, I think and that's <sighs> what got me so obsessed with all these diet experiments. And like right. from the gut healing perspective, I've done a ton of different random food elimination, food intolerance yeah. diets. I've done SCD. I've done AIP. I've done low FODMAP. I've done carnivore. I just yeah, do potato so diet. I like to just try things. I have a question. So far, what have you found to be the most beneficial or feel the best well, it's dependent on the state of my gut because yeah. my gut, it's been a journey healing my gut, especially because now that I've learned about the heavy metals and the mold to detox from that takes like over a year. Right. And so I didn't understand why, you know, I'm getting rid of these bacterial overgrowths, these yeast overgrowths, and they're coming back. Like what's going on? Why does this keep coming back over and over again? You have to get to the, the deeper root cause. And then, um, so it's kind of dependent on where I was at. I probably felt the best when I was following to heal my gut. I went keto and I, right. I was keto for two or three years and mm-hmm. it was just, it wasn't until the last year that I'm getting out of it more to just experiment with other things. Right. But I felt the best probably on specific carbohydrate diet and carnivore. I like that. That's literally, you're speaking right to me Yeah. because I, I yeah. just finished, finished is the wrong word. I started carnivore and I did it fully for about, I would say three to four weeks. I probably wasn't doing it perfectly. You know, when you're doing these new diets and trying new things, it's just hard. Like, it's hard to make the changes, to stick with them, to be okay with them, especially when you've had a poor relationship with food, like myself. I mean, I know you understand that Mm -hmm. to the T. And so I feel that I was consuming too many calories. Mm -hmm. I still had my cravings, but I do believe that I didn't do it long enough to possibly get rid of those cravings. I have massive sugar cravings. They have, however really improved. I did, I did keto for like a year, but on and off, you know, I was never perfect. I would cycle through like good weeks and bad weeks and I'd still have those cheat meals. I also am 60 something days sober from alcohol. So I I believe that that's going to affect me too so much. But in terms of the carnivore, I started implementing some, some plants back in there because I felt that I put on a little weight Mm because I was eating so much meat. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I love that topic though, because people like to use carnivore to lose weight, but there are a lot of people who gain weight on it because it depends where you're starting from. That's what people don't talk about. I will say for a while I was eating two pounds of beef a day. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fat in that. So Mm -hmm. my calories were really high Mm -hmm. and then I was still having my fat coffees in the morning Mm -hmm. and then having coffees. This is too much. Yeah. So then I implemented some carbs back in because I'm like, if eating some carbs and eliminating some of the meat is going to make me feel better psychologically, mm-hmm. I probably should do this for now yeah. because I'm not eating as many calories. It's a total mind yeah. so game for me. With carnivore, I had a really interesting experience because in terms of my gut, 
I felt the best ever. Yeah. Basically because it's the ultimate elimination diet, right? right. Like, <laughs> like you can't get any less than that, I guess, besides the potato diet. But which, um, which by the way, we're circling back to. I want to know what the potato we diet is. We will get to that. Oh, we'll get so let's, let's finish this thought. <laughs> but carnivore is super interesting. I think people always find it very fascinating when I go through these experiments because my body is just, it doesn't make any sense and it never has. And so I felt really good digestively on the carnivore, best I ever have. But about two weeks in, I started feeling toxic. Like my head felt toxic and I was getting weird head symptoms and I physically or mentally. Oh, okay. Yes. I don't really know how to describe it. It's like my head felt there was a balloon inside really blow, and I started feeling kind of nauseous and I don't know and then there's definitely that, some changes that yeah well but you go through. but that led me into discovering a deeper rooted issue that I have so are you familiar with genetic mutations how a little like bit HFR like so yeah. I have something called CBS which like affects your um, detoxification pathways and basically had a sulfur intolerance and like when you have CBS you can't detoxify properly so hmm. you can get ammonia toxicity pretty easily so with all this protein i basically put myself into ammonia toxicity because i hadn't dealt with my cbs mutation interesting so that pushed me off that diet and then i realized i was ammonia toxic and i needed to deal with my cbs mutation so i went on totally i did the cbs protocol which is basically opposite it's like keto um, it's high fat, super low protein because mm. your body can't detox it. And then low sulfur vegetables, which like mm. sucks because I mean, yeah. my favorite vegetables have sulfur in them, like no cruciferous vegetables. Um, right. So I'm leading like lettuce and zucchini and it was like, sucked. yeah, but it helped after I did that and like helped to support my detoxification pathways, then able to incorporate foods that I mm. couldn't before. And so now I'm at this place where, I mean, I'm really into cycling everything I'm really down with doing carnivore, sh- you know, for a week or two and then like eating more mm-hmm. like normal keto and then maybe doing high carb for a bit and cycling in and out of that. And that's also why, I mean, I haven't been able to c- tolerate carbohydrates for the last three years. And mm. I was basically, I'm determined to get myself to the place where I yeah. can do potato diet just so I can say I tried it. So made a lot of headway that way. And I think that's where a lot of people who do keto run into issues because they make themselves intolerant to carbohydrates slash they get physiological insulin resistance. And so that's why I think some variety can, can yeah. help. Yeah, I'm so for that. Like I yeah. said, you're speaking right to me. Yeah. I am, after the carnivore thing, I was like, let me just throw some plants in here. Even though I got, you know, I read Saladino's posts every day about mm-hmm. how toxic plants are. And I know there's much, much debate in mm-hmm. that category, but I know him. He's a personal friend of mine. And I'm so blown away at his claims Mm -hmm. that I'm very, very, very convinced Mm -hmm. at the toxicities of plants. Am I still eating them? Yes, because I've eaten them my whole life. And Mm -hmm. this stuff is so hard to just stop. Mm -hmm. You know, there's such a gray area. It is not black or white. For some people, it is. Mm -hmm. Some people can literally turn the switch on and off and just stop cold Mm -hmm. turkey. I am not that person. Yeah. I have very emotional issues regarding food. And um, (laughs) People do. Honestly, <laughs> it's the truth. Especially I really women. do too. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I've said this. People don't like me because I said this. I literally don't know anyone who doesn't have an eating disorder. Like everyone has disorder. I'm there. Everyone I am in there. America. I'm sorry. That's just I will I tell you, I think it's worse in women. Yeah, it is. I think it's worse in women because our hormones yeah. actually have more power over us mm-hmm. than they do in men. Yeah. Or do we just talk about it more? Hmm. That could be. Because I are mean, we just um, more since, emotional creatures? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, since I started sharing all, like I'm very, people like, 
people share things with me because I'm so open about everything. My I've deepest, darkest secrets are on my podcast. <laughs> if, like, if you know, Girl, the, I the hear in, you. My in-depth like bowel movements on it. Like, you know what's going on with my body. It's important, and yeah. my mind. And it's been really interesting how many men have reached out to me. Even people I follow, like, mm-hmm. been like, hey, I've never told anyone this, but like, I deal with this. Yeah. Okay. This and is thank you issue. for being vulnerable, honestly. Oh, thank, thank you for that. You for it's me. so I'm, important. I'm happy to be. <laughs> I watched, thank you for thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I, wa- I, I watched um, Brene Brown. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with yes, her? Yes, I love her. I watched her documentary Life last changing. night on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, so I need to. Oh my God, girl, tonight watch it. Okay. I and will. then thank me after. I will. No, I'm kidding. So when these guys like slide into your DMs, you ghost them like those doctors ghost you? Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not there to be, I can't be everyone's practitioner. Of I think, course. I think that's one difficult part in trying to tread the line of, I mean, I work with clients, you yeah. know, on the internet, when you share your story and people connect, I get people from uh, all walks of uh, life. Yeah, th- totally. Yeah. Ask, telling me their stories and be like, what do I do? I want to help everyone so badly, but like I'm one person and I can't, like, I'm yeah. also like, you could be my client. Maybe you should see a functional medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a doctor. Like right. I have people send me their labs. <laughs> I can't do that. Even if I was a doctor, like I'll have a lot yeah. of do- friends who are doctors and I'm like, legally they can't, if you DM them, a lot of my doctor friends complain to me about this. People oh, are DMing 100%. me or Facebook messaging me. Can you give me medical advice? <laughs> and they're like, legally I cannot do yeah. this. Literally no. You know, so it, it's a hard place because people are uh, lonely and they want help i don't really yeah know i hear you on that you just but brought that up but <laughs> it, back to the brene brown yeah. definitely give her a watch and mm-hmm. she touches on vulnerability and courage and how incredible it is to be in that space mm-hmm. and to step up and share your story and this is something i started doing recently myself i go through these phases where it's like i love to share i love sharing my story on sobriety and my health mm-hmm. journey going carnivore or coming out of it i have all these people messaging me are you on carnivore why aren't you doing it? Da-da-da. people freak out over this I stuff know. and i'm like look i'm just a human yeah. on an ex- <laughs> experiment i'll share my journey with you mm-hmm. eventually I find myself, oh, if I'm not doing carnivore, I'm not sharing as much now. I find mm-hmm. myself getting down about it. You know what? Screw that. Yes. Screw that because this is this is just what I'm doing and this yeah. is my diary. I've had people attack me on my YouTube channel for being on carnivore. I have vegans coming on there telling me really hateful things. So it, it's an interesting ride for sure. But someone like Brene Brown, she's got millions of people following her. And she went into, and I'm sure you experienced this, she went into just how people were commenting on her YouTube video that blew up or her TEDx talk or something. It just is it's so wild when you are courageous and do put yourself out there, yeah. like how scary it is too. Yeah. And it really takes a strong individual interesting to touch on I'm sure you've seen this because you're an influencer and it's just so wild yeah people ask me I think a lot of the things I share I don't really think of as being vulnerable just my personality is very straightforward and like I don't really think anything's taboo I just always been like that and also I mean when I went through that period where I literally thought I was gonna die like that changed my life like I'm a completely different person I came out of that being like the rest of my life I don't really give a, I don't care. I don't yeah. know if I can swear on here. Yeah. Um, no, you're good, girl. I, I don't care what anyone else thinks. And like, yeah. uh, every time I feel bad about something, I'm like, at least I'm not about to die like I was. Seriously. You know I mean? wow. Yeah. Like, That's honestly, a huge wake up call. It's, it's a huge wake up call. Yeah. Like, and it put everything in perspective mm-hmm. for me. And I remember being, I mean, in that moment, even especially looking at like body image. So I talk about body image so often, like, Oh yeah, that's you know, another rabbit hole girl yeah, that you and I can yeah, talk about. Right. <laughs> so during that time, I mean, I was so underweight and people are telling me I look so good and I'm oh, getting geez. modeling offers and I look at pictures now and I'm like, I was so ill. Like, yeah. I look horrifying. Such a weird like, culture we live yeah, in. Yeah, it's crazy. Just a very complicated thing. It but is. The vulnerability thing is just 
it doesn't feel vulnerable. I'm just like, yeah. this is what happened to me. I'm going to share it. And you can say whatever you want, but I don't really care because yeah, that's awesome. Like all, at the end of the day, like I'm here, I'm living. What are you going to do? But you're me? also here <laughs> to like help others, which is yeah. just so key. And yeah. you found your purpose. And what is life without that yeah. purpose? It's not as easy for other people to share. I just, right. I think a lot of people, it goes back to how lonely I felt at that time. And I was like, what saved me was finding other people who had similar stories and being like, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. Of course. And so if I can be that person for other, for someone else, if they can read a part of my story or listen to my podcast and feel less alone and feel like they have a friend then I've done my job right because that's all I looked for when I was sick yeah okay now what everyone has been waiting for we will get into the potato (laughs) diet which I will be honest I have never heard of really even though I'm in this space I I call it the potato diet I literally (laughs) have not heard of this yet please elaborate okay so I mean I found wait sweet potato or regular potato we'll get into it oh gosh (laughs) I have a friend I have a friend Brianna Diorio who is one of the the smartest people I know but she always jokes with me like you need to do the potato diet because I've always been like low carb keto like I lean in that direction and I was always like no 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 I was like I faint if I have a sweet potato like this isn't mm-hmm. gonna happen but then I started learning more about it just because I like to learn about all these weird things yeah. people do and I did an interview with this man Andrew Taylor who popularized the potato diet he did the potato diet for a year he's Australian um Whoa. and basically used it to break his food addiction lost a ton of weight transformed his health and he still is plant-based he's vegan but he does some other foods besides potatoes we'll lean back on that so I interviewed him and I'm like this is so fascinating and when I did carnivore I in my head I was like I really wish I could juxtapose this with a vegan diet. Ultimate juxtaposition would be car- would be potato diet, right? Crown potato. Like how different yeah. can we get? And like how does it feel in my body? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just super curious. Basically, the rules are the classic potato diet is you only eat. Of course, the classic. Potato like diet I'll is. give you the classic versus what I did, which obviously wasn't classic. You eat just potatoes. That's that's wow. literally it. You eat mainly boiled <laughs> potato. Like boiled or steamed so is ideal. You can bake them, crazy. but no, that's no, it. no butter no on salt, it. No salt. No butter. No like, salt. Come on. Yeah, and you can eat any type of potato you want. The hell, like Andrew. When he did it for a year, he would sometimes have a little, like a teaspoon of ketchup or something like that. But that's potatoes it. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, eat just satiety, whatever you want, right? As many. Um, this is insane yeah and so it's really interesting and so i just historically have not done well with like white potatoes right i I think it's a nightshade thing for me Mm -hmm. so i was like i'm gonna do sweet potatoes i'm just gonna do and technically sweet potatoes aren't even a potato like they're from a different yeah plant (laughs) right talked to andrew taylor about it he was like you can do sweet potatoes like they're not really potato whatever i'll let people have them so whatever i'm just going to i mean same general general idea because really what i was trying to get at was like how am i going to feel in like ultimate high carb diet single food you know what i mean i'm like i don't really care if it's potatoes and i did end up adding in like white potatoes for a couple days destroyed me i was like okay i'm going i'm going back to sweet potatoes so how long did you do this for i did it for two weeks and you literally sweet potatoes all day every day yeah and you didn't deviate (laughs) (laughs) oh no, no no actually that's not true I lied. I had a couple meals out because I was traveling. Okay. But I wasn't worried about it because, like, when I was carnivore, I didn't eat at all because right. you're, like, I didn't literally either. flipping over the way your metabolism works. With potato diet, it's, like, you're already a carb burner, so if you have other foods, you're not going to, mm-hmm. like... Well, for me, I'm like, if I have, if I'm eating carnivore and then I add in a vegetable, it's like yeah. messing me up. But like potato diet was different. So I had a couple meals regular, but other than that, I did just only potatoes. It was actually really easy. I traveled a bit and I was like, I started bringing bags of potatoes Wow, um, with me and 
is super easy. I mean, anytime you're doing something, like even with carnivore, I loved the simplicity of it. Yeah, you I know, do like, too. I know what I'm eating. I don't have to think about it. It's all like- You don't I, have like 90 different products yeah, or things exactly. you have to cook you can make at the it same all, time. Yeah, I don't have to. I make it all ahead of time. Yeah. I've got my routine and I felt amazing. On the I potato? Felt, I felt amazing on the potato diet. Wow. And it was super interesting. And what was weird was I had been out of ketosis because I wasn't going to go from like ketosis to yeah. potato diet. But what was really weird is the first couple of days I felt like I was in ketosis. And I was hmm. like, I remember calling my friend. I'm like, this is weird. Like, I know what it feels like. Okay? Yeah, of like, course. You know I, your like, body. I'm like, this is really weird what's going on right now. Like, at my mental clarity, my mood. I don't even understand. And so then I started diving into some, like, weird research, high-carb diets. This is, we're getting into weird mm-hmm. crap. And I found some really interesting research on high carbohydrate diets. It's kind of been, like, buried in, like, Duke University archives. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically... And then I found some other people talking about it and kind of what the consensus was or the idea is that we have a spectrum of fat intake, right? So we on one side of the spectrum where we can be keto and really high fat, mm-hmm. low carb, and the other the other side super low fat. And what people are postulating is that when you're in the middle, there's kind of a gray area where you're not doing your body any good. When you're in ketosis, super high fat, you get those brain benefits, but that yeah. there's something on the other side of the spectrum where your body can feel you get the same benefits, but it's like the opposite of ketosis. And what they're saying is actually has to be lower than about 10% fat. But all these studies that are showing the downsides of low fat diets are really 20 to 30% fat. Nobody really does a less than 10% fat diet. Hmm. And like maybe this is why all these vegans who are basically eating like no fat feel really good at first. This is setting aside obviously hormonally that low fat for that long. You're not you're going to run into issues like Mm -hmm. we need to create hormones. Right. But there's a lot of studies of people healing diabetes, cardiovascular mm-hmm. disease on super high carb diets, but it had to be super low fat. 20% isn't low enough. I'm just saying what these, yeah. what people are, it's super interesting research. It is, it's interesting. Yeah. For sure. And so basically I'm like, I think that's what I was feeling. And maybe mm-hmm. it was the autophagy of being low protein, but I've done low right. protein and didn't feel, I've done that before and didn't feel these, this feeling. I didn't test my ketones until later and I was out of, yeah. I didn't test until later and it, by then I didn't feel the same way. I honestly think something weird was going on. Mm-hmm. I forget the researcher. Someone called it carbosis. They're like, I don't wow. know what it's called, but it's like, and no one talks about it, you know? So, because who's going to eat a diet like that? Like literally studies of people eating sugar and white rice and healing diabetes. My question is when they do all these studies, and I'm no scientist, mm-hmm. it's obvious that so many people experience a transformational stage mm-hmm. because they're going on an elimination diet. It's hard to read through these studies because yeah. it's like, yeah, you're going to find a lot of positives when you stop eating processed sad diet. Mm-hmm. Is but, that is that the but, reason? No, but this is why these were interesting because yeah. you looked at all these people were eating, they were allowed to eat fruit fruit juice refined sugar all of this was done like before the 1950s when like we're starting maybe to become it's because aware. they're removing plants it, honestly maybe you know we know they, about how bad plants yeah, are mean, now they could eat fruit <laughs> like yeah maybe it was resistant starch from white it's rice so like there's crazy. so many different factors but mm-hmm. just it's just interesting to think about yeah like, how there's so much people like to put nutrition in a box on black and white like, oh no keto or not carnivore or not like just plant-based not or not different things can work for different people at different times there's so much more to the story and this is why i love nutrition because I love to geek out over this stuff as someone who I think people get really dogmatic about it and they're like I'm keto and this is the way to go and like I'm never gonna just confirmation bias they only look for things that are gonna align with my paradigm I don't want to be like that I very much believe in so many different ways of eating I'm a big believer in like 
a higher protein, higher fat diet. And so for me, it's important to explore something that is completely opposite yeah. what I yeah. lean towards intuitively, which is why it was really interesting for me and important for me to learn about that, that side of things and also understand like it's easy for me who feels good eating carnivore to look at someone who eats vegan and be like, well, they're just making it up. There's no way. It's just important that we understand that people's bodies are different and just respond differently at different times. And there's more to the story. Like just something that works for you right now isn't going to work for everybody else. Here's something that I've thought about these different processes because it's the research is reasonably clear. Like you will see that a vegan will live longer than somebody who is a non-vegan in a box, but Mm -hmm. you'll also see that somebody who's carnivore will have the same correlation. Mm -hmm. So how can the two opposite ends of the spectrum both be true? Mm -hmm. And I think the common thread here is that any of these diets require you to basically watch what you eat. Mm -hmm. And when I say watch what you eat, I mean physically like, okay, track it. Okay, I I did this much today. I did this much today. I did this. And one of the ways that I've asked somebody to help themselves lose weight in the past is write down everything you're eating in like an app. Just don't do anything other than write it down. Mm -hmm. And just writing it down, you're going to end up consuming less because Mm -hmm. you're like, damn, that was how many calories? Yeah, you just have more awareness. Yeah. So when somebody's aware, when they're vegan and they're aware of what what they're eating and they care and they're looking at it and they're like, okay, here's the macros or here's Mm -hmm. the choices that I'm making. Mm -hmm. They're at least looking at it. Same thing as spending less money when you look at your Mm -hmm. bank account or something. That's why Mm -hmm. so many of these different ways of eating or diets or you can just eat potatoes or you can just eat popcorn. Mm -hmm. Like you are just paying attention to what you're doing it's real easy to know how many potatoes you have to eat to stay under a calorie level Mm -hmm. in a day because you're not varying anything you're like okay well i have these eight potatoes that i can eat in the day and i'm going to eat them however i want Mm -hmm. and it's a little easier okay calories in versus calories out like this is the debate calories matter yeah but there is a population of people where they don't i'm prime example of that i was eating ten thousand calories a day losing weight okay Mm -hmm. These studies I was just talking to you about, these older ones, that's why they were just so perplexing because people were increasing their caloric intake, eating refined sugar, and losing weight. They had people (laughs) lose 200 pounds in a year off of this diet. And so it just, I think when it comes to like absorption and hormones, psychological state, the the equation (laughs) gets so much bigger than that, more complicated. And that's the other piece that's so important. I think really there's this whole mental, spiritual side Mm -hmm. of this. If you believe that what you're doing is going to work, it's going to work. I don't care what like it it's is. intuitive. Yeah. Like our brains are so powerful. There are people who can literally get themselves out of paralysis by rewiring their brains. Yeah, so like absolutely. The power of the mind is insane. If you do any type of diet, if you truly believe whatever you're doing is going to help you probably will. Mm-hmm. If you have any doubt that it might not probably won't. Yeah. So I think and that little bit of doubt yeah. can really mess things up exactly. for you. So I experienced like, that. Yeah. The people who are like, carnivore is it for me i know it's probably gonna work yeah you know what i mean like if vegan's it for me it's probably gonna work yeah i i wanted to touch on what uh brent mentioned about this the vegan studies that have come out i'm sure there is some kind of truth in maybe some of the benefits that vegans may find but i also think that more than ever there's so many vegans coming out today on social media Mm -hmm. um and switching over to whatever it may be real food diet or carnivore because of the negative health effects so i'm not entirely sure sure that a vegan diet is going to make people live longer if you're comparing it to a sad diet i guess yeah. is sad but it just seems like a normal like american standard american standard diet, american okay. diet yeah. but it seems like with all of the people that are coming out mm-hmm. it's only it's only their, their health is declining yeah so when they find the correlation between longer life they are comparing it to your standard diet got it yeah so okay are they going to put vegans and carnivores next to each other and do a race i don't think anybody's going to study on that that's what's hard so that i'm sure it's going to happen soon well, with yeah, all the what's stuff. hard is yeah like a lot of people might feel 
that are going vegan, but I'm like, but, but that's would, an elimination but, diet. Yeah. But also like, would you have felt just as good going paleo or right. going keto? Exactly. Like, I don't know. You know, like I, I, this is what is so yeah, tough. There's individual variation. And I just think in terms of what our bodies need to survive to be healthy, you can't be completely vegan without supplementation. Like you just, well, can't. and then supplementation, that's where you get, yeah, that's, that's yeah. where it's questionable. Yeah. That's also not to say that you and have not natural. to eat, you have to eat a ton of animal products. Like I think some people feel might feel best more plant-based and just like here and there to get the B vitamins they need, the DHA, all of that. When we look at cultures that were mainly plant-based, like a lot of them are still eating bugs. Mm-hmm. Like that's, people don't talk about that. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Or, and they're or, eating unaltered food. Like yeah. today people are going to vegan diets because they were eating Tyson meats Yeah, and yeah. they're eating out at restaurants I and they're eating processed shit. Yeah. I ate a scorpion in Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's so, so complex. It is very complex. And the rabbit holes are endless. Yeah. They don't end. But what is so cool is that people like yourself, Brent. No, no this is why I love what she's doing. I, <laughs> I, it, that's what I'm saying. You're people treating it like, like a business almost. People like you guys testing. are, and yeah. all of us are here, and we are diving in, and we're not, a, we're not scared of experimenting and also yeah. sharing it. And it's yeah. so important because... I get so many people, I don't have a following like you, but I get so many people that are inspired by what I do and, and just the fact that I'm honest about it yeah. and that I share it yeah. because people are so scared to try things. They yeah. are so, they need validation. They need to be told it's okay to try different things. And I've even been in that mindset myself. I was terrified to go keto. Yeah. My, my handle on Instagram is keto like Jamie. And I was like, oh my God, people are going to like say this. And, and guess what? They did, but who cares? Yeah, yeah. And then I was terrified to go carnivore. I was terrified to share it. I was terrified to put it on YouTube. And of course I get the backlash and whatever, but you know, you get used to it, I guess. Yeah. People are afraid to, to try things, but also, I mean, the most freeing thing for me personally and in business is like, I'm not afraid to be wrong. And so there's love been that. Plenty, you know, love and like it. people that people tell me that's why they love like my podcast and my, like, I'll say my opinion on something mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, Hey guys, I just found this new research. Maybe I was wrong about that. Like, or I had Absolutely. this experience like, about like with this potato diet stuff, I used to be very like keto. Yeah. Like, yeah. And now I'm like, Hmm, maybe not. I don't know. And I'm not afraid, but, and then as soon as you're not afraid to be wrong and you like openly, when you say you're wrong, you say it. Mm-hmm. No one can say anything to you. Think right. about those doctors we were talking about at the beginning of the yeah. show. Somebody brought up a potato diet to them. Mm-hmm. They're going to freak gonna out. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to look. Yeah. They're, they're, they already know that a potato diet is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And it sounds unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But I am not qualified to make that decision. What I kind of am kind of qualified to do is go look at other peer-reviewed research mm-hmm. and see what conclusions they came to. Mm-hmm. And if a doctor's not willing to do that, they can shut it down right there. And that's why yeah. it's huge. Trying something new, testing. Okay, I was wrong about this thing. Let's yeah. change this thing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh, it works in business. It works in life. Yeah, and totally. You and, have created yeah. a new body, a new health, and everything for yourself. Do you have any like before after pictures like on your Instagram or anything? Um, I mean, I could find one for you later. I have some. I'm just wondering if that would there be a good post. Oh, by the way, you could like scroll down and find some. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And so, please tell us where everyone can find you Instagram yeah. yeah I'm on Instagram at Christina Rice Wellness my website is Christina Rice and my podcast is called Wellness Realness and super it's cool spelled the classical way Christina instead is. of C-H- just the R and C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. no H R I S T I N A yeah yeah got it rice which awesome. I don't eat 
She's got a killer website, guys. A ton of amazing content if you are interested. Definitely check her out. What an awesome discussion. I am so glad I got to meet you and hang out. She is um, in San Diego, and I will be coming out there. come hang out. We're going to come hang. I'll show you the food. (laughs) We're going to do some potato experimentation, (laughs) carnivore. We're going to do it all. We are. I I love it. I love it. Cool. Please check us out at wildfoods.co to find all of your wellness yes. products. And you, you are have now a, the record holder for you the longest, are actually uh, Wild Foods podcast. That yes. is amazing. I'm honored. And I we honestly can that. go two more hours. <laughs> I swear we could go two more hours. Do you have a discount code for us, Brent? Uh, well, do we have a discount for the podcast? We <laughs> I should. thought you had one up your sleeve. No, we'll <laughs> use the code AM Podcast Twelve. That's a different podcast discount. Uh, or uh, Wild CEO gives you 12% off also. There so you go. One of those and we have uh, recently gotten some reviews on our new show. So oh, please, yes. if you would be so kind, head over to our page and give us a nice little rating. We would love that so much. If you want to see myself, Jamie, on Instagram, I am at Keto Like Jamie. Jamie Stuckert on YouTube. That's it. I'm not going to list off my little places that you can find me. What I will say nobody on here is a medical professional, so nothing that we said was medical advice. So make sure you consult a physician, whether you think they know what they're talking about or not, before you make any decisions on your diet or changing your lifestyle.